Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. It is 9-11 a.m. here on the 5th of March, 2022. If you refuse to return to work in person, can you be fired? Thank you for joining me. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had a really good week out there. And as you know, um, on my last show here, um, that here in Ontario, um, most of the um, major restrictions um, have been lifted. A lot more people returning back to work. Now, are you allowed to re- refuse to return to in-person work? Meaning the office. So throughout this pandemic, you know, these last two years, people have been working from home. Now, at some point in time, your employer will want you to return back to the office. And everybody's going to be calling people back to work. So I'm So employees, you know, enjoy the ride that you had, but obviously don't expect it to last. Now, even though the federal and provincial and the Toronto municipality governments have been sending signals, they want their workers back in the office. Uh, Once, you know, it's 60,000 employees back in the workplace three days a week by April the 4th. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Now, Canadian workers, you know, who've been working from home, they're saying that they were 21% less productive per hour. And the longer they worked from home, the lower their protect their uh, productivity was. Now the reason behind that is you got to imagine you know the kids being home from work from from school doing online learning at the time. So you're balancing your workload, 
your your home and keeping the kids engaged in their schoolwork when they were doing the online working. Now, can you refuse to go back to the office? I mean, if you refuse to go back to the office, you know, then what you're doing is basically quitting your job. There may be places out there that, you know, allow you to stay home. But there's going to be places that are going to need you back in the office. And by giving up your job because you don't want to go back to the office, you know, you wouldn't get any severance pay. You wouldn't even get any EI. Now, with all the major restrictions being lifted here across Ontario, that came effective March the 1st. I think the only thing, I mean, there's a few things left you know, for the government to lift, but not very much. I mean, the mask mandate, um, they're looking probably the middle of March to the end of March for that to happen. The vaccine certificates, uh, the proof of, of vaccination to go to a movie theater, a restaurant, a bar. Um, if you go to the casino, you know, if you're going to go to a sporting event and stuff like that, you don't need to have proof of, vac of vaccination anymore. For traveling wise, you know, you know, Canadians coming back to to Canada, you know, after um, this long winter we've had, um, you will still have to provide a negative test of COVID. And that'd just be using the uh, the antigen um, uh, rapid test, um, which you can. I mean, if you're just coming back from the southern the southern states over this long winter, whoever's going to provide that, you can have that test done. But that'll eventually come to an end, and I'm probably thinking even later in, in the springtime that those restrictions um, for returning Canadians um, to come back. But if it comes to foreign nationals, um, I think the testing requirements are going to stay in place probably a little bit longer than that. So we'll just have to uh, have to see um, what happens. So, you know, regardless, you know, when we talk about the productivity levels um, dropping per hour, um, you know, people who are working from home, you know. So regardless of the workers' pro uh, productivity level, 
if someone is asked to come back to the office and refuses, they can be fired. If they don't want to come back to work, they have abandoned their job and there will be no severance pay. Now, through, and, 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 you know, with the government, you know, people working in the, in the government offices, you know, across uh, here in Ontario, they're looking to call back over 60,000 office workers to even be going back to the office three days a week, four days a week. And you have to return. You work in the corporations, you work for a bank, you work in the corporation offices, wherever you're going to work in an office. You have to return back to the office. Proof of vaccination won't be required. I mean, they, we already had that already. You know, for people to, you know, even, you know, even to work for this, if people are working in the city, working for the city, city workers, it didn't matter when these mandates um, came out and were passed, um, you had to have a proof of, uh, of vaccination or, or face being terminated. And they did this throughout the healthcare system. to have proof of a of vaccine, but you know, you won't have to do that now anyways. And whether they keep those mandates in place, that's remained to be seen, you know, because right now for you to, um, to go out and enjoy an evening out, you don't have to show a proof of, of uh, vaccination any longer. And that came effective on, on March the 1st. Now they're hoping when it comes to, like I say, to the mask mandates, even in the schools, you know, um, after next week, you know, the kids will be out on March break. And then, you know, when they return back to the classroom, you know, hopefully that, um, you know, they can um, remove the masks. We don't have to wear them. Hopefully we won't have to wear them anywhere. But if for the time being, if you're going into a public building, including a shopping mall, you still have to um, wear the mask. Same with sporting events. Even though it's at full capacity, the mask mandate is still in effect. for this caller to come on here. Hopefully I clicked on there. Takes a minute. Now, man, you know, people, you know, they, they become used to being at home. 
Save a lot of gas. Didn't have to commute to work every single day. The way the gas prices are are hitting us here across Canada and around the world. You know, you just feel like you just want to park the car and not go anywhere. Cost of insurance. You know, people, um, you know, they change, they change their policies on their, on their insurance, you know, pay for what you drive, you know, so, I mean, all that's going to come to an end now too, because now people are going to have to commute back and forth to work. They're going to have to change their, their insurance policies. Unless you're one of the lucky ones out there that are still able to work from home, work from home and you've always worked from home and you don't have to worry about that. But, um, uh, you know, an example um, here, you know, you know, maybe Joe and Shirley are great working from home, but Sarah and Sam, not so much. And the company say, I'm going to let those people work from home, but not those people. And all these actions are entirely legal strategies. And people will look at it and say, well, that's just favoritism or something, you know, because it's not favoritism. You know, the company, you know, can choose who's going to work from home, basically, and who's not. You know, and even before the pandemic, like I said, people all, there's been lots of people um, who have worked from home and always been able to work from home. So, hello, how are you? Yes, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. What about you? I'm fine. Whereabouts are you uh, listening to the show from? I'm listening from Africa, particularly in Zambia. What about you? I'm here in Ontario, Canada. Okay. Okay, okay. So, what is all about the truck? Is it trucking? Yeah, the, the Truckers Podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, so tell, okay tell me more about it. Well, what I do is that um, I, I follow the news. I talk about what's going on, local current, world news, um, and just uh, comment on things, give you my opinion. And other people have opinions about whatever, you know. So, you know, it's a good conversation on, on some topics and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been doing this, you know, two and a half years now. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm so, mostly... Yeah, so you said you are in Canada. Yes, Okay, how is how is the situation about COVID that side? Well, here in the province of Ontario, where I reside, um, March first, uh, they lifted um, most of the major restrictions. So that's allowing yes. that's allowing full capacity um, in movie theaters, 
in restaurants, um, in sporting events, um, casinos, gyms. You know, uh, they lifted the uh, the vaccine um, certificates, so you don't have to show uh, proof that you're um, vaccinated in order to go to the places that I just uh, mentioned. The mask mandate is uh, still in place, and that may still be in place until the end of March. So, okay, so. Yeah, so are you vaccinated? Yes, I am. Okay, that's good. You didn't uh, follow the fake news, the news that absolutely. was spreading around the world about the vaccine. Yeah, absolutely not. I talked about it, you know, about the fake news, the disinformation, the, the uh, misinformation. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, because here, uh, in terms of the situation, we have already forgot about it. So, how are how are things uh, where you are um, with this pan with this pandemic? Do, do you do you have restrictions still, or? Yeah, because here we use uh, the it's called the new normal how the government said it's called a new normal but by now i think we have forgot about that because of the latest news we have about uh, ukraine and russia so in terms of the covid we have forgot about it so you're pretty much so you're just pretty much like back to back to the new normal yeah, we are using new normal, but we still record small highest cases about it. But it's like the government is not doing anything. Like they are just quiet. But the economy, the shops, the restaurants, they are now free. You can enter without a max or a max. It's it's like it's a personal thing now to do mm-hmm. in terms of the masking, the social distancing. It's like a person thing. If you feel uncomfortable, you go with that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much you know you know same thing here. You know, except for the mask, uh, we still are required to enter public buildings uh, that you have to wear a mask. Um, just you know, I guess now you know the top doctors, you know, here in Canada. Um, even the top doctors here in Ontario, Canada, too, you know, they're saying that this is something that we're just going to have to live with. Okay. You know, so moving forward, you know, lifting all these major restrictions and everything, you know, getting life back to normal, people going back into the office, you know, so I'm talking about, you know, uh, if people um, say, well, I don't want to come back to the office, well, then you're abandoning your job, right? So if the, right. If the company's ordering you back into the office, you have to go back into the office. Okay, yes. <clears throat> because here, the only restriction they made it was basically on beer, the way how people should, uh, uh, in terms of the hours 
about the, the nightclubs, the opening time. It was made only from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, from 18 hours to 20 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, so in terms, you even know you can't go to a nightclub with a mask. Then how are you going to drink? Because well, by the, the time you take off the mask, you're spreading again. The, still the same. Well, that's well, that's the thing, right? I mean, so you know, with the mask mandate. So if if I were go to a, a big sporting event, you know, well, well, here in Canada, it's it's hockey. So you have to wear your mask going in until you're seated. But if you're eating and drinking, you don't have to wear your mask. Yes. <laughs> right? Same with a restaurant. Right? If I were to go to a restaurant, I would still have to wear my mask when I enter the restaurant. And when I get to my table, I can remove my mask. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> So yes, yes. now, so now you don't have to show the proof that you're vaccinated. So anyone and everyone can be in the restaurant, unvaccinated or not. And as long as you're sitting at your table, you don't have to wear your mask. So then what's the point of even having the mask, mask mandate? Yes. You see? And, and this is one of the, yes. one of the things that I was, you know, was, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm thinking, okay, we're at full capacity in all these settings. And once you're in there, you don't have to wear the mask. So yes. what's the point of, of, of even having the mask mandate until the end of the month or, or the middle of the month? Because either way, it's going to spread. Yes, it's gone. Yeah, so it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it doesn't make sense that we're still holding on uh, to the mask mandates. If you can go yes, to, yes. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, so now, do they do like 12 years and above vaccine that side? In terms of the child vaccine. Vaccination. Oh, for oh, for for the age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, twelve years and up. Okay, they start at what age? They well, you start at you can start at twelve. Okay, but here we start at four years old. They use the ten milligram. Okay. Yeah, Be yeah. yeah, because on yeah, because on on adult they use state milligram so for children mm -hmm. it's only 10 right yeah we yeah, did so uh, yeah so how was this like the respond when the government announced about vac uh, about the child vaccine how was it that side in terms of the parents What do you mean, like when when the uh, when the vaccines first come out? Uh, no, in terms of uh, when when they announce that they are, they are, they'll start vaccine the children, like the underage. 
Oh, and how were how were the how were the uh, parents about that? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, um, I guess it just varied, like like everything else. Um, but still, I mean, we're not. I don't know. I think we hit maybe sixty percent, seventy percent of kids being vaccinated, and that. So, but um, you know, it's. I don't know. It just, it was, it was for that. It, it was, it was all over the place, you know? So, okay. but, um, now it, you know, it really, I mean, they still, they're still encouraging, you know, uh, parents to, uh, get your kids vaccinated and, and stuff like that, but it's not being, you know, it's not it's like, I mean, it's not mandatory now. You know, like I say, you don't you don't have to be vaccinated to to go like to a movie, like I said, or a restaurant or a casino or so it you know, it's it's becoming irrelevant now. Okay. You know, and then you know, with all the protests that we had here, I'm sure you heard about the the uh the truckers uh uh, convoy here here in Canada. Yes, uh, I used to I used to see it on Al uh, Jazeera. I remember okay. I, I saw it about it. Mm-hmm. But the protest, yeah. how yeah. did it end? Because I saw it had, uh, uh, they stopped you when you reached the bridge where that connects to I don't know you know where. So how did he situation is now by now well what happened was um the federal government um enacted the federal emergency act and what that meant and what that means is that um they could um forcefully remove you with the police Okay. Arrest yes, you, because yes, because arrest they, you and charge you. Yes, because I saw that. That's the thing that happened because we saw the police. We are now arresting, mm-hmm. like uh, getting the cars out of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it also um, it also uh, prevented uh, um, any contributions of money or anything else like that the government um uh the government froze bank accounts uh the government stopped the flow of the money they froze all that money okay right so uh took all the barricades down at the border crossings yes you know so um yeah that's all been that's all been cleaned up now for the last uh I don't know, two, three weeks now. Okay. Yeah, because that's good. Because there in Canada, you can protest. Because here, if you try to protest, you'll be beaten and arrested and charged again for, uh, for how do they call it? Uh, likely to, huh? it's called the reaching peace. Yeah, the way they say it. So if you try to protest here, they will arrest you. Now is that 
would that be any kind of a protest? It doesn't matter about, you know, protesting about, you know, restrictions, but any protest? Yes, because any protest, because you can't protest something that the government is doing. It's called a crime. You can be arrested and charged again. Now, now my listeners out here, you know, um, when, when we when I when I when I hear you know here in Canada and North America, you know, people protesting freedom, and here this yeah. gentleman and this gentleman here is telling us now that you can't protest against anything that the government does, but you can do the here in North America and other places across Europe and stuff like that. You can have a peaceful protest against whatever you feel the government is doing wrong. And then this gentleman here on my show is telling us that they can't even protest against anything what the government does. You could be arrested and thrown in jail. And then when I say people that, you know, yeah, that's that, you know, to me that, that is, is wrong, right? You should be able to, um, you should be able to have a, a, a lawful um, protest if you don't like something, right? And then, yes. you know, and then when I hear people in North America protesting and hollering freedom, it, it is the most ridiculous, stupid thing I ever heard in my life. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, sir... In your country, yes. you can't protest against the government. Yeah, yeah, yes, because that's how it is. So, if you try to do that, they only uh, investigate and find uh, like uh, the ones who are behind it, and for that, they will charge you a huge amount of money, or you face the law. The it means you can be arrested for almost five years and above if you try to protest. So it's like, if you see something wrong, just keep it. Mm-hmm. See, now, the, the reason uh, why this uh, Truckers uh, Freedom Convoy yeah. protest uh, became illegal is because of the blockades. Okay. Right? Blocking blocking the roadways, blocking the streets, um, like usually using their vehicles and trucks for barricades, which is illegal. You cannot, you cannot block or barricade a roadway under the Highway yeah. Traffic Act. So that's, you know, and then uh, break in so many different bylaws and, and uh, the noise bylaw, um, they were basically impeding other people's rights, um, not being able to open their business, not being able to go to work. Uh, people were being harassed and intimidated um, and ridiculed because they're walking down the street wearing a mask. You know, yes. so it became a uh, it became illegal on so many different fronts and yeah there's uh, the organizers I think there's like now five organizers of this 
of this convoy protest, whatever like that, are in jail. Uh, they're in jail. They're in jail. Yeah, three so of them. Similar. Three of them. Three of them so far has been has been uh, been uh, denied bail. Okay. Right, because it was an illegal protest. Yeah. That's why they. That's why they were arrested, and that's why the. You know, and then I mean, they arrested. I think. Uh, I think it was close to two hundred people that got arrested yeah. with different types of charges. You know, then then released. But um, yeah, I think. You know, I, actually, not five. I would say four of the organizers. Um, are being held without bail right now. Okay, so Mr. Trek, I think I'm out of time. It was well, nice thank to you. talk to you. Yes, thank yes. you for calling so, in and give us a little bit of insight uh, of, of what you can't do in your country and, and people here in North America and stuff like that. I mean, you can have a legal protest and this gentleman here is telling us in his country they can't even do that. So enough with the freedom stuff. All right. Thank you, sir, for calling in. I really appreciate that. You know, and like I say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you take your freedoms for granted. And there you have it. I mean, this, you know, he's telling us that they can't even go out and have a, 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 a civil in legal protest if they don't like what the government's doing you get arrested you know unbelievable how lucky do you have it here in North America you have no idea how lucky you have it How good you have it, you know, living, living in a democracy, a free country, hollering, hollering freedom. Your, 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 your freedoms and, and your liberties. You know, maybe you got to rethink things, ladies and gentlemen. Of all the choices that you get to have in a democracy, yeah, it's been a long two years for a lot of people and for all of us. Yeah, it started to wear us down. Yeah, you could go out there and protest and have a legal protest. Protest, you go home. You don't take over and occupy a city, town, or village and barricade it. That becomes a unlawful protest. Intimidating others 
preventing others freedom of movement. You can't do that. The right to go to work, you can't prevent others from doing that. And people can argue all day long about this freedom truckers pro, uh, a protest that happened here in Canada, that it was a legal protest, and in fact, it was not. The failure of the government at the federal level, provincial and municipal, also is responsible. These organizers of that protest had other agendas. So be thankful, ladies and gentlemen, where you live. Be very thankful for what you have and what you can do. In a simple protest, an innocent protest, hearing from this gentleman, they can't even do that. It's like they have no freedom of speech. Imagine that. So enough with this crap of these freedom protests. When you actually have freedom. Most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my life. Now, back to this little topic here about going back to work, going back to the office. You know, people had settled in. Enjoying not to have to rush around. You know how hectic that is in the mornings when you have to get yourself ready for work. You got to get your kids ready for school. Got to get the kids to the bus. Or you got to get the kids out the door because they can just walk to school. You got to get yourself to work. And all that hustle and bustle after work of getting the kids home, settled in. You know, I'm not saying working from home was easy. It was a lot of difficulties for a lot of people, especially for, you know, those single parents out there. Single parents with two, three kids. Working from home and trying to balance that life of working and home all at the same time. And then, and like they're talking about the productivity levels. 
you know, dropping every hour. You know, then the uh, here in Ontario too, they're they're coming out with um, this new uh, this new law, and it's called um, disconnect, meaning that when you sign off at five o'clock on your laptop from work, you're done work. This disconnect law means that your employer cannot email you, text you, or even call you after working hours. Because after working hours, when you're done work, whether you punch the clock or you sign off on your laptop or computer, It is now family time. It is now dinner time. Working from home. Well, maybe some people liked it. Maybe some didn't. Maybe people rather want to be back in the office. Want to see their co-workers. They want to hang out at the at the photo at the photocopier to gossip because maybe they miss doing that. You know, we're going out for that smoke break. Because one thing, one thing, you know, with people, we need that social. We need to have that social. But then look what technology is doing with social. Everybody, everybody's on their cell phones, texting, emailing, gaming. I mean, we don't even pick up the phone anymore and, 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 and listen to a, a, a real voice, a, a, a live voice. No, we're just texting back and forth. Let's disconnect from social. And what this technology is doing and, and continues to do. See, I was born in an era where there was no such thing as technology. There were no cell phones, there were no computers, iPads, none of that stuff existed. So when you wanted to talk to somebody, you actually picked up the telephone and you dialed their number and you talked to them Or you went to the next door, to your next door neighbor and knocked on the door and sat down there and actually sat down and had a coffee together. I mean, we don't even do that anymore because of the technology. 
Facebook. I only I only signed up for Facebook because I just want to post my shows on there that I was going to have a show at a certain time. That's the only reason why I had Facebook. I do not communicate with anybody on Facebook. Yes, I have a friends list on Facebook. But I don't go on Messenger and, and, and message back and forth. Even on my cell phone, I do limited texting. Mostly for what my cell phone is for, is for work. Everything is done on my cell phone. Everything is is electronic. And my phone's going off because I didn't put it on silence. I come out here and, you know, I do a show, you know, three, four shows a week. You know, I have, I have the ability to disconnect from social media because like I said, I come from an era where there was no such thing. I could put down my cell phone and walk away from it. I have a laptop because I'm doing a show because I want to look up different, different, you know, events and articles to talk about. I spend maybe an hour a day. From the time I get home from work, I have some dinner. I come upstairs. And I, and I go on my laptop and I look at my list, what I have already to talk about. And then maybe something new has come up that I want to share with you. An hour tops. People are on their cell phones on all the social media platforms more than you should be. Maybe with this pandemic on, you know, when the, when the, uh, you know, when the lock lockdowns came and stay at home orders and all this stuff, you know, uh, disconnect, you know, in person socialization. Maybe it didn't bother people that much because they got the technology right in their hands. You can FaceTime. You can have Zoom, texting back and forth. So there was no disconnect there.
but then people, you know, they, you know, people who, who, you know, work in office settings, you know, miss that connection with their coworkers, that in-person human connection in the office. For those who have done that as a career and, and before, you know, pre-pandemic. And then all of a sudden that gets just shut off automatically, shut off quickly. That can have an impact and it has had an impact. You know, I can't, you know, I've never worked in an office. So I don't know, you know, what that, what, what that is like. I mean, my office is a transport truck. That's my office. But I do, obviously, I deal with people every single day. Every day. Hello. No. Okay. That's fine. So when we're, as, as we're, you know, here in North America and, you know, Canada, the United States and other countries around the world, you know, as we're coming into it endemic, You know, it's time that, you know, we get back to that normal socialization. You know, technology, what we have today, you know, has, has become an uh, an, uh, addiction. Well, you have FaceTime with your phone six, seven hours a day. People who are gaming are addicted to it. It's like being addicted to smoking. You can't put it down. Technology has changed society so much and is going to continue to do that. It's going to continue to, to change how we interact with one another. When I was a kid, I want to go to see my friend. Let's walk out the door and walk across the street or around the corner and go knock on the door. I knew where everybody was and where they're going to be. Didn't have to pick up a, a, you know, a cell phone because we didn't have anything like that. I'll pick up a telephone. You know, you ever seen those dial telephones? Number zero to nine.
you know, maybe people who work in offices too. I mean, they're just longing to get back. They can't wait to get back into the office. But you cannot refuse to go back to the office. Even though you got used to being at home. Got to go back. You know, during the pandemic, some people changed their lifestyles and moved out of cities to small towns and cottages. And many will be hoping they can continue to work from home on a full-time or part-time basis. But that'll depend on what their employer allows. Now in February, nearly a quarter of workers reported that they have been working exclusively exclusively at home. A little over 30% are reporting working part-time at home and part-time in the office. Whether that 30% stays at 30%, doing half and half, you know, and, and these people who moved, moved to smaller towns and cottages, you know, because they were hoping that, you know, at the, at the uh, end game, that they'll be still be able to work from home. And you can't use the excuse, well, I have to drive further now to get back to work because I chose to move out of the big city. Doesn't work that way. So for those out there, you know, if you enjoyed it, working from home, enjoy getting back to the office. I mean, it's got to be nothing, you know, nothing worse than, you know, Zoom calls. It's not the same, right? It's not, it's not the same of sitting in that boardroom with 10, 15 other co-workers discussing and sharing your ideas in person, having that human connection. I had one, I had, I had one, like one Zoom meeting with the company that I drive for. And that was, uh, was that early February? I think it was early February or early January, one of the two. And I didn't like it. 
I really didn't like it at all. I'm, I'm sitting, you know, I got my headphones on. I'm in the, I'm in the Zoom call. And I'm just listening and twiddling my thumbs. I think there was maybe five, maybe six of us drivers who um, decided just to stay home and do the Zoom call. I mean, we had the, the, the company meeting was at the warehouse. And I didn't want to stand around in the warehouse. Because generally, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, he, he, would, uh, uh, he would rent a, a conference room. You know, uh, breakfast would be served, you know, before the meeting. You know, have coffee. You know, in person. So, you know, just having, just experiencing that one Zoom meeting, I didn't like it. And so imagine these people, all these people who are working from home, you know, you're having two, three, four, maybe four Zoom meetings a day. Or you have that really long one in the morning from 9 until 11 o'clock. Everybody's got to be in the Zoom meeting. It's not the same. It's not the same of being in the office and being in the boardroom and, and, and connecting. You know, it's just like, you know, I personally... I've never been to a protest. I've never felt the need to go to a protest. I was born in the early 60s. I voted when I became legal age to vote. I just didn't feel, see the need or, 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 or even feel as necessary for me personally to be in a crowd of hundreds protesting over something. You know, I just, and I'm not interested, and I'm not interested in, in, in these Zoom meetings. They, you know, the company said, well, you know, we'll try this again. It worked out really well, you know. And because of the COVID restrictions, you know, uh, there, we had some lifted at that point in time, but then we went back into lockdown again anyways. But I commute to work one day, uh, for, you know, I commute 40 minute drive one way. And I'm going to go to... Uh, you know, a company meeting that, you know, is 40 minutes away, you know, 
um, for a couple of hours. I mean, they usually run about three hours. But I rather, I rather do, I rather be in the meeting and have that social and be, and be able to talk to, to the other drivers before the meeting. You know, we see each other in passing when, you know, we're all coming into work and going to our trucks and hooking up to the trailer and get ready to go and do our job. We interact a little bit here and there. But if I'm going to go to a company meeting or have a company be in a company meeting, I want to be in person. I think it'd be good for everybody to get back to the office. Do what you do. You know, and, and it's about time that we get back to that human connection, that interaction that we've all longed for throughout this pandemic with all these restrictions being lifted new normal well let me call it what you want i'm just just going to call it normal for me to me there's no new normal it's just normal it's just being what we were pre-pandemic that's the way i'll look at it Maybe yourself, you feel that way too. I mean, what what is a new normal anyways? New normality. What is that? It's not like we're new. We're not new to socializing. It's, it's our human nature to do just that. So wherever you are around the world, you know, you're living restriction free. Perfect. For others, you know, you know, um, what's going on, you know, in the rest of the provinces around Canada, I mean, they're lifting their, their restrictions when they're lifting them. Everybody's doing, everybody's doing everything differently and all at different times. Here in Ontario, Canada, we're the largest province of Canada. Well, approximately 17 million people live in this province out of a population of Canada of 37 million. We carried the brunt of the infections of the entire country. It'll take us a little bit longer to get out of it. But effect of March 1st, most of the major restrictions are gone. 
And by early spring, normal, new normal, call it what you want. We're just going to have to just live with it. So I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this Saturday morning. It's always a pleasure to have you out here and the gentleman that uh, called in here. Um, Give you a little bit of insight in his country. You know, it comes to protests. They can't. And here in a free society, free democracy, you're yelling freedom. Unbelievable. You want to put something to a good cause, ladies and gentlemen? Donate and help the people of Ukraine. You want to donate money to a cause? Donate your money to help the people of Ukraine. You want to protest? Go out and protest against this war. See, the people of Ukraine are losing their freedom. You did not lose yours. So again, thank you for joining me. Enjoy your weekend. I am going, I am going away today until we be returning uh, back tomorrow sometime in the afternoon. So I will be doing a evening Sunday podcast. And I'm thinking 8 p.m. So I hope you can join me tomorrow evening. But until then, take care. Be safe. Behave. Stay out of trouble. And we'll talk again. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. Thank you.